Hi, my name is Blake Castano. My mom is Elizabeth. When I was about eight years old, I decided I want my own shop filled with friendship bracelets, bubble bath, makeup, and even homemade slime. I named this business Blake's Beast Shop. I made business cards, sold bracelets at my brother's baseball game, and my parents even got me my own email address. Now I'm 11 years old and I have created about 10 other businesses since then. When someone asks me what I want to be whenever I grow up, I say I want to be a hairstylist. My dad says he'll get me a building, but I have to do all the work. It'll never be work because I love making people feel special. My mom is always encouraging me to really think hard about what my dreams today will look like when I am an adult. She asks me things like the color of the walls, what sort of lighting do you want in there, what products do you want to carry. I have even come up with two special drinks I want to offer customers while they get a service, the baby and the muffy. My mom tells me I am smart and that I have something unique to offer my future customers. You have something unique to offer everyone, too. My mom is really good at making you think hard and then feel excellent about your ideas. So here she is, my best friend and my future business partner, Elizabeth. Welcome to Honey Hush, the podcast for up-and-coming and established leaders alike. Every week, we discuss how to win influence with one simple strategy, kindness. Whether you are a successful entrepreneur or still in the dream phase, Honey Hush is for you. Now here are your Hive hostesses, three Southern businesswomen who know a thing or two about using honey to attract the bees, Lacey, Michelle, and Elizabeth. Good morning, everybody. It's Elizabeth. And I'm just going to go ahead and apologize that if you hear like car sounds or nature sounds or anything like that, I'm just going to admit to you that it has been one of those weeks where I'm just chasing my tail (laughs) in a good way though. So I'm in my car recording today, not my typical situation, but in order to sometimes get things done, you got to get creative. And my goodness, this week has been so fabulous and so good with, with so much stuff packed up in it that literally recording in my car, that's going to be my own option. But I've got something really fun and good and just sort of um, deep to sort of talk about that I love talking about because I've got kids kind of in the stage that I'm going to ask you to go back to. I'm going to ask you to really think about and remember, what did you want to be when you grew up? When you were a child, I know you had dreams. I know you had ideas. What did you want to be? What did you tell people when they ask you, what do you want to be when you grow up? Have you accomplished that particular goal? Or like probably the majority of us, that little girl's wants and desires kind of got squashed or rerouted along the way. But what if I told you that those deals that you made with yourself, standing in front of that wishing wheel with a penny in your hand, I mean, those ideas, they came from somewhere real and they can be realized in some sort of capacity even now. This episode is not going to be for everyone. Not everyone is going to be brave enough to go deep with me, but those of you who still have life to give, hold on tight because we're going to have a lot to cover. 
So when I was a little girl, as far back as my memory will take me, I remember wanting to own my own salon. In the intro, you heard my daughter share that that's kind of her dream as well. And so many times, my husband and I, we've had conversations and wondered what part of that desire that she's got is really just her desire to please me, because she knows that that was my dream too. But if it were not her own dream, she would not carry out her own plans in such detail the way that she does. Y'all, she makes her own receipt books, appointment logs, thank you gifts. I mean, it's so cute, the things that I find sometimes in her room. This child is definitely from my loins. But that dream of hers, that's all her own. And maybe, just maybe, my dream has not even been realized yet because a certain business partner has to be included for all of this to truly be successful. But growing up, Charlene Jordan, that is who I idolized. Miss Charlene at the Beauty Chateau in Macon, Mississippi, she had my dream job. Right when you walked up the brick steps of the Beauty Chateau into the salon, you were met with the most amazing feminine smells you could imagine. I would beg my mom to buy me a bottle of the shampoo that they used. It was called Apple Pectin. Just so that I could go home and recreate that smell in my own bathroom while I pretended that I was Miss Charlene with my Barbie dolls. To the right, when you walked into the salon, you saw some seating and some retail items, that Apple Pectin shampoo. In the back was a door. And it led to a tanning bed, like a room that had a tanning bed in it and some gym equipment. And right past that room was another door that led to the most high-end department store. It was called Clauses. So Clauses was actually on Main Street. So I guess technically the Beauty Chateau was behind Clauses on a back street. So if I was there on a Thursday, I would be there with my grandmother. She had a standing appointment every Thursday to get her hair done. If it was a Saturday, most likely I was there with my mom's younger sister, my Aunt Di. If I was there any other day of the week, more than likely it was with my mama. Y'all, I could wait for whoever I was with to get all shampooed up, and then I would sneak right past that gym equipment into that department store and touch every single thing. I was by myself. No one was there to tell me, don't touch that. In fact, the store clerks knew exactly who I was, and they knew what I was doing, and they didn't seem to care sweetest people on the planet. Back to the salon though. To the left was a Merle Norman display. Not just a regular old display. It had a large mirror with the big round movie star lights around it and every single pot of makeup sample you could think of. It was a paradise that I got lost in every time my mama needed to get a perm. And you know what? I literally do not remember one time ever being told to get out from behind there. The stylists were all in the center around a big block of mirrors and the hair dryers were full of clients and everyone was talking and laughing and it smelled so good. I wanted that. The smells, the laughter, the friends, the relevance, the style, all of it. But then, like I mentioned in my intro episode a while back, We moved to Startville my fifth grade year, and I got fast-tracked for thinking about college majors based on achievement test scores. I ever remember bringing a business plan, I don't know, I guess it was maybe like my senior year of high school, and I had this business plan for this all-day type of salon experience. Brought it to my parents back in 1997, and at the time, they could not fathom someone spending that kind of time or that kind of money on multiple salon services all in one day. I think that conversation might have lasted all of five minutes. 
Needless to say, I pitched them the idea of what we all now know as a day spa. And I would venture to say that that idea of spending exorbitant amount of time and money on high-end salon services is making a whole lot of people money. Just not me, presently. (laughs) What my parents did not intentionally, they didn't, how do I say this? I want to be very respectful, of course, because they did not intentionally try to harm me. In fact, they insisted that I go to college to get a J-O-B. That was their way of equipping me. But I feel like so many of us can probably remember spilling our dreams onto the table looking for affirmation from someone. And then their best efforts at trying to equip us for reality actually caused us to give up on the whole thing entirely. Y'all, I'm 40 years old and I still want to own that salon. 22 years later, that dream has never left me. Funny how personal desires work like that. I've chased some really cool aspirations and done a lot of awesome things. But none of them check that very first box. So what are we going to do about it? If you could go back to being 18 years old, what what decisions would you make differently? I want to be sensitive to those of you, though, that had life-altering circumstances occur that sort of made your decisions for you. Maybe an unplanned pregnancy at an early age or the sickness of a parent that caused you to be their caregiver or a financial disaster that left you without options. Many of you had really good plans to chase your dreams, and that kind of got taken away from you in just one fell swoop. But even so, you do not get to be put into a different category. You're with the rest of us that are still longing for that first box to be checked. It doesn't matter why it didn't get checked. An empty box is an empty box. And we all long to have an option to regain that glimmer of hope that our little girl dreams can become a reality. So let's break this down and peel this onion together. Number one, why did you not pursue your original plan? Like, have you really thought about it and figured out the what happened? Like, why did you not? Where does it all go back to? Some little girl dreams are just that, though. Fantasies of becoming a princess in a land enchanted with glitter fairies. But some of you had really good ideas of becoming a nurse or a teacher or owning your own shoe store or becoming a famous baker. Why didn't you finish the plan? And if you decided to change the course of action, that's one thing. But I'm talking to those of you that legitimately feel a fire still burning inside of your soul to pursue a dream. Number two, who did you let you talk out of it? Was their argument valid or did you just bow to their discontent? In my case, my well-meaning parents were the ones who instead of navigating this idea of an all-day salon experience with me, Instead, they invited the Dean of Industrial Engineering over to the house for dinner to try to convince me that my brain was better used that way. And as a side note, parents, you have a huge responsibility to actually listen to your children and analyze their real gifts that you see, not just the ones that are maybe shown to you on a piece of paper. Analyze their gifts and the way that they're manifested. When I was growing up, the high school I attended used a skills assessment test to offer career suggestions, my number one highest score was accounting. Anybody that knows me and also knows a qualified accountant knows that I would totally mess that career up. So that test was stupid and useless in my case. And I completely understand why my idea of a high-end salon seemed ludicrous when nothing like that existed at the time. But maybe the dean of business or marketing or heck, the Aveda Institute director should have been invited over for dinner. Meet your kids where they are. My high ACT score was not meant to be a compass. I will give my parents so much grace, though, because whatever it is that's, that my mom and dad 
saw, you know, in me. And, and it's something that's my cousin, Tom, we both have this thing that's running through our veins that, that comes from my grandpa. And I can't imagine that, that fire that's inside of us. Sometimes that's just scary for a parent. And if you've got a kid that's like that, just maybe take a deep breath and really try to listen to them. Meet them where they are. Truly listen to what they're dreaming about and trust that their gut might be leading them somewhere correctly. But I do understand, parents, that a kid like that kind of seems scary. But here's another side note, (laughs) 2.0 for the kids. No one is going to live your life for you. And I completely understand not wanting to disappoint whoever it is that you're letting hold you captive. I mean, not wanting to disappoint your parents is a big deal. But working at a job that you do not like every day for eight hours a day for the next 40 years, gosh, that sounds like a death sentence to me. No amount of money, accomplishment, or honor is going to fill that void in your heart if you're actually having a calling to pursue something different than you're being told to do. Just because grandma is paying for your education or just because your daddy owns the firm, just because is not reason enough for something as big as what you're going to put your time into for a lifetime. Number three, back to the questions. Is this the original plan? Is the original plan actually something that can be recreated? So for me, you know, I had this idea when I was 18. I'm 40 now. So can my original plan actually be recreated? Or can it be retrofitted with my current understanding? Sometimes waiting is a really good thing. Sometimes you just need to step back and think, hmm, do I really want to be a fashion blogger? Or gosh, who's even going to fund that project? You just got just have to kind of step back and say, hmm, the waiting sometimes has a purpose. There can be other side projects that all lead to the main event. Maturity is also a really good friend. I know of so many people that waited to make college decisions after they worked for a year and they got to know themselves a little bit better. I also know a lot of people who got the original degree, worked, then got their master's degree 10 years later in something else in a completely different field. Sometimes the original dream is just enough to get you started. But then once you have some life experience under your belt, you're better equipped to make the big push. You may need to build up your credit to get the business loan that you need or pay off some debt in order to be attractive to investors or work in a particular field to have enough experience to be considered qualified for the big dream. My point in this area is that take your setback and use it as a set up. No sense in blaming anyone or living in regret. Take what you know now and get moving. This is a really good segue into me telling you about one of our newest sponsors, the Homestead Center. I've had the privilege of working very closely with them as their outreach coordinator. The Homestead Education Center is based right here in Starkville, Mississippi. However, so much of what they offer is available through online courses. Recently, the owner, Allison Bueller, wrapped up an incredible retreat called Second Blooming, where women gathered to figure out their next steps after finishing a current season in life. Could it be, you know, a divorce, a retirement, a job change? But the point of the event was to tap into core values to solidify actionable steps or coming to peace with a new reality. How incredible that an entire weekend was for women to dig deep into their dreams and find ways to start making them a reality during the second half of their lives. In fact, Allison's podcast, The Practical Idealist, has an interview discussing some of these topics. The one I'm referring to is called Aligning Your Life and Career with Your Core Values. She kind of even talks about what did you want to be when you were a little girl too, but in a different way. 
If you feel called to writing, she has an online course for that that will lead you through all the proper steps. You want to start a farm? You want to be an expert on nutrition? There's actually even a course on how to start a day camp. For only $7.99 per month, you can become a member of the homestead and have access to all the events and online courses as well. And there's also a physical location where there's a beautiful lake, a large garden, swimming pool, animals and beehives with delicious honey. But if you see that you're only wanting one course in particular, you can certainly just purchase that one plan for a one-time fee of $29.99. Allison has put together some incredible options that facilitate helping people create the life that they want for themselves. Her overall mission at the homestead is to create purposeful living. And that's exactly what I'm talking about with you today. You purposefully choosing the life that you meant to live in the first place and not letting past mistakes or someone else's opinion or circumstantial obligations lead you down a path of numbness. If that, if what the homestead has to offer, you know, interest you at all, you can find everything at thehomesteadcenter.org. And the main thing I want you to do today is do not forget who you are, who you've always been, and all of your doing, and all of your striving, and all of your providing for others, there might still be a dream inside of you. My prayer is that the majority of you listening are strictly just doing so in order to be equipped to lead others. I hope that you're living in the manifestation of all that you were created to be from the moment you knew you had a choice. But you know, the facts are that so many of us live at half capacity just letting life happen to us and letting others' opinions and persuasions of our decisions for us. Well, today, I'm telling you, you still have a choice. That little girl inside of you, she's going to keep on waiting and waiting. And if she hasn't gone away by now, chances are, you know, you're going to die with that dream inside of your heart unless you get to it. So let's get to it. And by the way, one day, you will have the opportunity to come to my amazing all-day spa experience. It'll be the best thing of your life. I can pretty much promise you. And more than likely, I'm just going to be the one, though, that greets you at the door. You know, my daughter thinks that she's going to be in charge of this whole thing. I can already tell that Blake's not going to allow me to make any decisions. Because in her business plan, I only answer the phone and greet people at the door. (laughs) And currently, you know, it's fine. I'm living another little girl dream that I had. I'm at home, on a farm, raising little people with big dreams. But soon it will be my turn again. But today, I'm asking if today is your turn to return to your original dream. 